Welcome to the Cinema Rat, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent, narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Rag. Today, we're continuing the series of Sexy Saturday and talk about mid-90s Renee Zellweger. Now, if you've been listening to my Sexy Saturday edition, you know there is an archetype that I have. And the archetype is typically pale, skinny waifs. And Zellweger, early in her career, epitomized a lot of what I found attractive. Now, most of you know that Renee Zellweger got her big break in Jerry Maguire. Now, she was in some movies prior to that, like Empire Records, which is very, oh, it so puts you into mid-90s. It's got Liv Tyler. It's a movie, essentially, that takes place at a record store. And uh, it's not the best. She also had a couple other cameos, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, when they redid it. But really, it was Jerry Maguire, Cameron Crowe's movie that uh, really launched her. And he was looking for an ingenue. He was looking for an ingenue that was completely unknown. And it worked. It worked. And look, I don't think Tom Cruise necessarily, and May and I talked about this in the three-part series we did on him, so go check that out if you're new to this feed, has chemistry with his female co-leads and you notice the longer he gets in his career he has less female co-leads in some level it or they become just not important now the except the, look at all the mission impossible movies like he really has no chemistry with vanessa kirby or with rebecca ferguson or even michelle moynihan in, in mi3 but the exception would be top gun too i think him and Connolly have a good chemistry but it's not sexual because K- cruz is not a sexual creature and you saw them kind of try that more back in the 80s with Cruz when he did have female co-leads like Valerie Galeno and Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio and, and these things and these guys. But when it came to Jerry Maguire, they have good on-screen chemistry. I just don't think there's any sexual chemistry. And that kind of works out well in the relationship in the movie because McGuire is more in love with the kid than he is with Dorothy Boyd. Either way, Dorothy Boyd kind of epitomizes a lot of what men are looking for. Now they now this is more red pill, but they do kind of white knight you with her. They virtue signal her. So she is a woman who I forget if she's either a divorcee who got dumped and left or if the husband died, I don't remember. But of course, she is the. You see this 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 kind of ploy in a lot of rom coms. The I'm beautiful, but I can't get dates. I'm busy, you know, raising a kid, or if they're single, but I have no success with men. And then you look at these women, and obviously they're beautiful. But that's where all rom coms have to start, right? Because if it was a woman who was beautiful, who had a lot of attention of men, they would alienate the females watching the movie. That's why a lot of rom-coms, you have the Meg Ryan types or the Kate Hudsons who are cute, 
but not overly cute where you would alienate the female watchers, but cute enough to attract the male watchers. So young Zellweger fit that very well because she's very sweet and cute naturally, and she exudes a lot of virtue signaling, which attracts the men. And then the women just think that she's cute, but they don't feel overly threatened by her because she's not overtly beautiful and sexual like young Angelina Jolie. That's why you never see Jolie in any rom-coms. But Zellweger, early in her career, really parlayed the kind of young and sweet and nice. And this is why she was so winning in Maguire and then a few years later doing the Bridget Jones, uh, the original Bridget Jones and the sequels, which aren't as good. But again, you have to find somebody who is pretty, but not too pretty. It's a very fine line when it comes to rom-coms. So you look at her 90s work, uh, you know, and we're not necessarily going to do a filmography. We might do a versus with her, you know, Zellweger versus Jolie, for example. But if you look at her early work post Maguire. It's not the best. She does The Bachelor with uh, Chris O'Donnell. I do remember that. Nurse Betty with Chris Rock. Me, Myself, and Irene with uh, Jim Carrey. These are pretty, un just, just pretty forgettable movies. Bridget Jones' Diary in 2001 is her big movie. And it's and she's very winning in that. And she's she's got great chemistry with both Hugh Grant, who I think is probably at his peak in terms of his looks in that movie, and with uh, 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 the true uh, 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 guy who's Colin Firth. You know, I make fun. I can't remember what episode it was, but when, Hugh Grant, I love Hugh Grant, but that, that was always his shtick early in his career or in the early 90s. He's just like, just stumbling. But God, I mean, Colin Firth is like the king of that. So then you look at, at Chicago later on. That was kind of a big thing for her. She got a, a nomination for that. Then she does Down With Love, which is the really bad uh, musical that she does with Ewan McGregor. She comes back with Cold Mountain, which I don't think she's that good in. But, you know, that was very that was Anthony Mangella, if I remember. And it was a very prestige movie. And then Cinderella Man with uh, Crow. I don't think she's that good in that movie. But the funny thing is that we're not going to go through her like her, her more post-wall period. But the woman doesn't do a lot of movies. If you look after, let's say, Miss Potter, 2006, she has done, in terms of like actual legit movies, nine nine TV movies, I'm sorry, nine movies in 16 years. But she has two Academy Awards. Now, whether or not you think they're garnered or not, she got the most recent one for uh, playing Judy Garland. Uh, but uh, that's neither here nor there. I mean, I think it's astonishing that she has four Academy Award nominations and wins. So two wins and two nominations. She gets nominated for Bridget Jones's Diary in 2001. I mean, eh, I mean, come on. Come on. It's it's a rom-com. Then she gets the nomination for Chicago. Eh. Then she wins it for Cold Mountain and Supporting, and then she wins it for Lead and, and, and Judy. And I've seen Judy. Judy's great. I think she does a good job. Do I think Zellweger is necessarily a talented actress? I, do, I don't know. I, I think she doesn't really have a lot of range. That being said, you know, my, my litmus test for range, as May always gives me a hard time, is can they pull a British accent? And she does pull a British accent in Bridget Jones. Um, I think she's average talent. 
I think she's not underrated or overrated. There was a time later in her life where she got way too much plastic surgery to the point where you couldn't even see her eyes. I mean, she it was like, like she was constantly squinting. Let's look at her dating life. You guys might not know this, but she did date Jim Carrey and she was engaged to Carrey. And Carrey came out later and he was very honest. If you guys don't know about Carrey, Carrey's one of those serious comedians. Will Ferrell's another one, but Carrey, you can tell, has a lot of baggage. And he came out and said straight out, ending it with Zellweger, or I, I don't know who ended it, but ending it was was a mistake. She was the great love of my life. And he, you know, she dated, he dated some other women that were pretty famous, but that says a lot. Then she was with Jack White, the musician. I, I don't know what was going there. Then she married Kenny Chesney, the singer in 2005. And I remember when that happened, people were like, this is a weird couple. What do they have in common? Then shockingly, four months later, they get an annulment. Then in 2009, and at this point in 2009, she's already around 40. She starts dating Bradley Cooper, and they dated for a couple of years. And then, of course, he went young with Irina Shock, the supermodel. And then from 2012 to 19, she was in a relationship with a guy named Doyle, Doyle Bramhall II. And then after that, I mean, that's seven years of your 40s. And then she started dating Aunt Enstead, who I think is interesting because Aunt Enstead used to be married to Christina Enstead, who is one of the, the El Musas from the Flip and Flop TV show. And so he's a younger man because uh, Zellweger's in her 50s now, and he's at least 10 years younger. I mean, if you look at like from a red pill perspective, that relationship probably isn't going to last because, again, typically men don't marry much older women like that. But either way, Zellweger at her peak in the 90s was just beautiful, or at least beautiful in Gregory's uh, mind because she just had that very great combination of just natural beauty. And again, Cameron Crowe would not have casted her had she not been attractive, let's be real. But she had a very unique beauty of just this combo of beautiful but sweet, this insouciance that she had, and just this delicate beauty that particularly I find quite attractive. Guys, I'll post a poll at the Cinema Rag Facebook group. You let me know if you think Zellweger is attractive. Until next time, take care, God bless, and pray. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.